0: Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, presented by Business West and Living Local. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and here is your host for this episode of Business Talk. He's the editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here's George O'Brien. Hello,
1: thank you, and good morning, everyone. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West Magazine in Springfield, and welcome to Business Talk, the podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. Uh, we have a great guest for you this morning. His name is James Leahy. He is a city councilor in Holyoke uh, and an official with the Massachusetts Lottery. But um, as I've said in the last four weeks, more importantly, uh, he is one of five finalists for Business West's coveted, as in coveted, Alumni Achievement Award. How are you this morning, Jim?
0: Well, George, thank you so much for having me today. I greatly appreciate it. Well,
1: thank you for, for being here with us. Again, you're one of our uh, AAA finalists, the fifth of five. Uh, I must say that uh, we've been interviewing uh, our finalists over the last month or so and has been uh, uh, the gift that keeps on giving. I know that's a kind of a tired old phrase, but I, I get to interview all you people for the stories we did to let people know who these five are, and then I'm getting to interview you again on the podcast. And uh, for those of you who don't know, and most of you do, uh, this is a kind of an offshoot of our 40 Under 40 program. Uh, alums from our 40 under 40 are nominated for this award, which kind of goes to the uh, person who continues to build upon their resume and just do more and better of all the things that made them a a 40 under 40 winner to begin with. Uh, Jim, your work uh, with the Holyoke City Council and within the community was a big reason why you became a 40 under 40 winner, and we're going to get to that in a minute guess the question on everybody's mind and I'm pretty sure you can't answer it at this point is what's going to happen with the parade next spring?
0: Well, what we're doing is of course, what we're, we're going to plan for a very successful parade and uh, do the marketing on that side. Uh, however, is it going to happen? I can't give you an answer on that, but, um, the way I look at it as the co-marketing director, uh, I work with Sheila Morrow, Sheila Morrow and I've been partners, um, for a long time now. And, uh, what we're going to do is just, uh, you know, we're going to keep going forward. I mean, this is a battle, and uh, we just want to make sure that everyone's safe. But we want to make sure that, um, in, you know, the parade is—it's um, one way or another—we're going um, to have—we're going to have to do something. I'm not exactly sure, George. I can't give you the answer, but um, we'll see.
1: Well, let's back up a minute, and then we'll move forward again. I kind of jumped ahead a few spaces there. Uh, Jim is involved in, in a lot of things in Holyoke. He's not just on the city council. He is involved in most things that, that have Holyoke as the first name in their organization, be it the St. Patrick's Day Parade or the Children's Museum or any of those other things. I, I suppose there was somebody called Mr. Holyoke uh, 30 years ago or 50 years ago. Are people calling you Mr. Holyoke yet?
0: Well, you know, the work the Holyoke St. Patrick's Parade is, is significant and but it's not only Hoyoke, it's actually uh, far, far, far uh, reaching out the meds from Worcester to the Berkshires. Uh, years ago, um, uh, there was a study conducted by the Dunahoo Institute uh, right. at UMass, and it showed that the work that the Hoyoke St. Patrick's Parade Committee uh, does uh, reaches about $21 million within the Western Mass. So that's everyone from Worcester to the Berkshires. Um, that's restaurants, hotels, gas stations, convenience stores supermarkets that are out benefiting. Um, it, it's absolutely amazing. You can go onto the website at UMass and you can, you can download the study. $21 million for Western Mass. So mm-hmm. it is, um, yeah, so Hoyoke is obviously very important to me, but also I think it's Western Mass that's extremely important to me.
1: Well, now that we're on the subject, take us back six months now. You were within a couple of weeks, maybe even a couple of days, of having this parade, and, and then we had to pull the plug. What was that like?
0: Oh, it was, it was absolutely terrible, but it was the absolute right, right decision. It was the right thing to do. Um, you know, a bunch of us gathered, um, in, um, uh, social distancing, of course, and we, um, made this decision. Um, it wasn't certainly my decision, uh, it was the great president, um, this year, uh, Mr. Uh, Mark Joyce, um, but he had a lot of help from his board. It was the right thing to do, but as the co-marketing director, myself and, and Sheila, uh, we had to um, we had to do a lot of work, um, but we have a lot of great sponsors. We have a lot of continued sponsors. Um, it, it was a difficult time, but, you know, more, mm-hmm. more importantly, we just wanted people to be safe.
1: So whenever uh, I write about the parade or I talk to the people who are involved with it, they always say... Which I
0: don't mean to interrupt you, but you do a fantastic okay. job, and the people on the committee obviously want me to point that out to you. You always... Um, you're a cheerleader uh, for the St. Patrick's Parade in the city of Holyoke. So we do want to um, give you a, a thank you for that.
1: Oh, anyway, it, it's kind of like the big E. What the, the phrase I hear is that when the event in a giving year is done, the planning for the next one begins literally the next day. So we would have had six months of planning for the next Holyoke St. Patrick's Day Parade. Um, what have we been doing over the last six months?
0: Uh, we've been uh, talking, um, doing a lot of uh, talking on the phone, a lot of text messaging. Um, before uh, we got into Zoom, we are doing a thing called um, uh, Hometown. Um, but Zoom should be the way to go now. Uh, yeah, We have a lot of, uh, we've had a lot of work done.
1: Interesting. So tell us a little bit more about Holyoke and how you gotten involved with it. You grew up in the city. Um, You've been involved, you know, almost since you got out of college from what I understand.
0: Uh, actually, even before I was, when I was, um, when I was young, I, I, you know, volunteered in numerous political campaigns. I've always wanted to be kind of active in the political scene. I knew that uh, at one point or another, I was going to run for office. Uh, my senior year at Westwood State University, I decided that I was going uh, to do three things. One is um, uh, I was going to run for office. Uh, the second thing is I was going to get married uh, to my wife, Eileen Brady Leahy, and the uh, uh, the third thing is we're going to buy a home in, in the city of Hoyoke. And so I decided, you know, at an early age that, you know, if I was going to live here. If I was going to raise my family here. I want to be a part of here. And I wanted to be a part of, you know, the decision makers.
1: So you got married, I believe, the same month as your first election. Or you told me that story. You want to retell it for our listeners?
0: Yeah, so it's very quickly. So I, um, uh, back in 1999, um, I was dating my wife uh, for you know, a couple of years now or then and uh, I decided to run for office and uh, so uh, our election was um, November 2nd Uh, my wife and I were both born on the same day we were both born in November 19th and then um, uh, uh, our wedding was uh, November 27th and uh, so that was a big month for us big month and I'm just glad that I won because otherwise I would watch my beautiful wife walk down the aisle and I would have been thinking as I I saw uh, our mayor or then mayor Mike Sullivan sitting in like the third row uh, I could have been a part of the city council, but I'm not. But at least I'm getting married to a beautiful girl.
1: Well, one out of two. No, and you wound up but I won. winning everything that month. So did you ever think you would stay 20 years?
0: No. You know, quite frankly, I thought I was going to maybe do one to two terms. And I was going to maybe go to, um, uh, I was going to at least try running for state senate or uh, state rep. Um, however, being a city council is an extremely important thing. Because you have to be obviously fair and balanced, you have to be the right voice for the city of Holyoke. You know, after our, after all, you know, we are the ones that um, kind of uh, uh, you know set the benchmark for what's happening in the city.
1: This is business talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. We are talking with Jim Leahy. He is a city councilor in Holyoke, and again, one of our five finalists for the. Alumni Achievement Award. We're we're talking about your long track record of involvement in in Holyoke. Uh, Let's talk about the city itself. Um, Holyoke has been one of my favorite stories over the last many years. Uh, This was a city that, as most of us knew, was a planned industrial city, the first in the country, if not one of the first. Uh, We all know about the the tough times back in the 70s, 80s, and into the early 90s, and, and perhaps beyond. But Holyoke's kind of an emerging story. Uh, It's got a lot of good things going on. It's got the uh, computing center, obviously, but um, it's kind of emerging as a center for entrepreneurship in the arts and culture. Uh, It's a place that people want to live again, a place that people want to do business again. you want to kind of talk about what what Holyoke's been doing in the last many years?
0: Well, the first thing we have to mention is we have uh, a dam. Um, This is the best city next to a dam. Um, I like to say it's the dam best city uh what we have is uh, we also have a fish lift we have all these fish that are swimming upstream and you can go down to the dam and you can watch all the fish um get lifted into the next part of the connecticut river uh that's one of the things i would, I would take any any person that was visiting the city of hoyoke i'd take them down to the, uh, the fish lift and then of course i'd go take them to um you know as you mentioned before the hoyoke children's museum or the merry-go-round or uh, something i'm very proud of I, i'm the past president of the uh, international volleyball hall of fame and uh, i would I'm still on the board, um, but I was the president the year that we um, we made it the international, which is huge, huge for the world of volleyball. Volleyball is one of the fastest-growing sports in the world, and this is just it's so exciting. And uh, But to your point is we have a lot of old mills. These mills were just sitting there kind of dormant for a long time. But now we have some um, marijuana companies coming in, and we have some candle companies coming back in, and uh, we have uh, a hairdresser just moved into one of them. As well, so we're getting a lot of um, uh, use out of these, uh, these buildings that kind of stood dormant for such a long time. So it's it's it's, it's not only good for the city, but it's also good for a tax base as well.
1: Now you mentioned cannabis. Uh, your mayor uh, went way out uh, and and kind of bought all in on cannabis. So a lot of communities were not exactly on the fence, but uh, they were a little lukewarm to this they were okay this sounds like something we'll get into but uh, your mayor was i believe he was on national tv and a lot of different places uh, wanted to have holyoke become the rolling paper city uh this has become a, a real good addition to the holyoke business community how many businesses do you have and there's more on the way from what i understand
0: yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that because as a city councilor, one of the things I, I had to do is I had to look at uh, the marijuana companies. And I remember the first vote that we took, uh, I ended up voting for it. And it was last minute. I met with several people. Um, it was, I mean, this was a whole new, uh, you know, I never thought about marijuana coming in and becoming legal. But you know what? The voters voted for it. And so at the end of the day, um, you know, I fought uh Mayor Morris. He was one of, if not the first person to come out in favor of it. And um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was such a weird vote because just growing up, I was, you know, stay away from marijuana, stay away from it, you know, your parents. And, and I always did, and now I'm voting for it. It was just, it was very interesting to me. It was kind of just, um, I had mixed feelings, but at the end of the day, I I did the right vote. And now to answer your question, how many companies do we have now? I'm not exactly sure. Um, I would have to look that up, but we have a lot of special permits coming in and they're coming in front of the Orders Committee, then of course the full city council. Um, but uh, it's exciting times because these are buildings that would not have been getting uh, used. Uh, they would not be using water. Um, you know, the city of Hoyoke is water rich. You look at a lot of these communities that are around, and uh, they don't have water. You, you drive through communities and you're not allowed to water your lawn on certain days. Well, the city of coyoke we own a lot of different reservoirs. And uh, some of them are even Hoyoke. In fact, the water that we get from the Thai Carmody is in Southampton and it is fantastic water in fact it doesn't need to be filtered because it's so pure
1: so how are we getting the word out about holyoke i mean we've got a like you said a city with a lot of water it's got low utility rates it's got its own municipal utility the g and e um i know the utility uh, the cannabis companies are absorbing large amounts of that old mill space but there's still hundreds of thousands still to be collected how are we getting the word out on holyoke and, and attracting some of those new businesses
0: First thing we're doing is podcast with you, George, and we're trying to get the word out there. So once again, thank you for having me today on the Business West podcast. Um, I greatly appreciate it. And what we're doing is uh, we're cheerleaders. Every one of us is a cheerleader uh, for the city of Hoyoke. Uh, I want to make sure that the city, uh, everybody knows that the city of Hoyoke means business, and we're happy to do business.
1: So shift gears for a minute and and talk about your city schools. Uh, They've been under the control of the state for I believe it's been four or five years now. This is an issue that's obviously close to your heart. You closely associated with uh, the schools and, and, and ways to improve those schools. Where are we now in terms of bringing yeah. Holyoke back to where we want to get it?
0: Well, yeah, thank you for that question. Because uh, what I think is, as a proud alumni from Holyoke High School and all public schools uh, back in 1992, I um, Back in 1992, I got the most talking award. Um, I bet you can figure that one out, George. <laughs> uh, I also got most friendly, too. So I think both of those awards you know, kind of fit my personality. But how, how are we doing? Well, as you said, the state uh, took it over receivership. Uh, for uh, five years, we had um, uh, Dr. Steven Zreich. Uh, Dr. Zreich now um, took a new job. He's out in uh, Salem, and uh, they're lucky to have him. What, what we have to look at is why did the public schools fall underneath re- receivership? All right. So if you look at the demographics, you look at, um, at the time, I think it was about 28 to maybe over 30% of the students were transient students. What does that mean? That means they come and go twice a year. So if children are coming and going, leaving the public school to go to some other school and coming back, how are they ever going to pass the MCAS? How are they going to do it? They're not going to do it. And so we have our, our, the scores were uh, very low um, and that was a huge problem. And we also had, um, a problem with teenage pregnancy. We also had a problem um, uh, with students still in the public schools, but not showing up. So what we did was we just, well, we, not me, the school department under the leadership of the mayor and also um, uh, Dr. Zreich, uh they turned that around and they got kids going back to school. They got kids taking the test, passing the test. So, um, you know, the scores are on an upswing, which is, which, you know, thankfully, my son graduated from Hoyoke High School Uh, last year, and he had a great education. Um, You know, he had a fantastic education, and uh, Hoekai is uh, on the upswing, and uh, I just wish we were able to go to football games on Friday nights.
1: Maybe sometime soon, or maybe not. I don't know the way things are going, but uh, since you've shifted to the pandemic, talk about um, what it's been like to try to do your job as a city council in the middle of a pandemic. I assume you're meeting by Zoom. Uh, City Hall is open, but probably by appointment only. This is a whole different era. How, how are we doing this?
0: You have to pivot, just like in business. Hmm. Um, you know, with every change, you know, I hate to use a cl- cliche, but let's change becomes opportunity. So now what we're able to do is, uh, you know, via Zoom, um, we can have meetings and we can have a lot more discussion, much more dialogue and bring other people in. Well, we did at the last city council meeting, we had a whole host of people coming for public comment. And, and um, it was something we couldn't have done before because a lot of people can't, you know, get to city hall on Mondays or Tuesdays or, you know, depending on what night of the week. But we had about 30 people that came in and gave public uh, testimony. And it was, it was great. I got to sit here. I got to listen to it. I got to take notes. I got to see the person, you know, eye to eye, which was, um, which was great. I, I do like being in, in the city hall itself. Um, however, being able to sit here and actually look at the person's eye and listen to their story uh, and, uh, and also take notes, um, it was it was beneficial. So it's, it's a pivot.
1: Hmm. So not to put you out on a, a limb here, what what's next for you? We've got the municipal elections coming up next year, obviously. We assume you'll see your name on the ballot again?
0: Uh, yes. So I've been a city councilor for 22 years. Um, uh, this is... Um, it's, it's been a part of my life. Um, you know, my, my oldest uh, child, Brendan, Brendan just had a birthday. He's 20. So his whole life, I mean, Caroline mm-hmm. and Paige, uh, they've only known me to be a city counselor. Uh, I love serving the city. Um, I absolutely love serving the city. So, yes, Jim Leahy will be on the ballot again. I cannot believe I just used my name in third person. I will be on the ballot again. Yeah, please vote for me.
1: And at-large city councilor Again, that has nothing yes. to do with your size has to do with the impact on the community. So uh, one more quick one. Uh, Holyoke, again, uh, one of those cities, one of those gateway cities, you know, trying to come back, The old manufacturing centers, trying to reinvent themselves. Where is Holyoke in this process? I, I know you, like I said, you're doing a lot with entrepreneurship. A uh, shout out to my folks down at uh, E4All, Spark, Holyoke, uh, doing a great job down there. Uh, how is this city in terms well, of its comeback?
0: One of the things we also have to discuss too is education. Uh, I'm the past president of the Westwood State University Foundation. Um, In fact, I'm very proud to say under uh, my two years as president, uh, and of course, with the help of uh, Erica Broman, Dr. Broman, uh, Westwood State Foundation brought in more money than any other year. And uh, I'm very happy about that because uh, one of my very close friends was the president prior to that, and I like to beat them. So Westwood State, uh and also holy community college they're doing great things in the city um and they're bringing more education to the downtown uh, area and uh, as my parents always said i'm the first person to graduate college from my family my father's from Ireland. my mother was a very hard worker from the city of hoyoke as well Um, education 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 is the way to help any community and it's quite frankly the way to help any person Um, and so one of the things i'm always talking to my children about is making sure that they get the best grades they learn, they study and they're going to do well. My daughter is a freshman now at St. A's and I'm very I'm very proud of her, my son's at Westwood State um, and I look forward uh, to seeing what they have in their future.
1: Okay, well Jim, thank you very much for your time. Uh, good luck in the finals, if we call it that for the Alumni Achievement Award. Uh, you're a very worthy candidate, congratulations again. And good luck to you as you continue to uh, work uh, to bring Holyoke back. It's a proud city, uh, one of my favorites in this region. Good luck with all you're doing there.
0: Well, George, I just want to say once again, thank you very much. And thank you to uh, all the staff at Business West because it's a publication that I, I, I think we, we need at this time. Um, I, you know, I love the Daily Papers. Um, however, Business West is this magazine that I look at every week. Uh, when that you can find out the people that are moving, you can find out the deeds, you can look at the people that you know, the people you uh, want to do business with. It's a great publication. And I'll just lastly say, uh, I appreciate this. This is my second time uh, being nominated for it. And I love the fact that I'm nominated not because of what I do with my day job. I work underneath the, the guidance um, of State Treasurer Goldberg. Um, she's doing a fantastic job as the treasurer. But, I believe I got nominated for this because of all the work that I do outside my day job uh, and all the work that I give back to Western Mass. And that means more to me than anything.
1: Okay. Well, thank you. And uh, as they say, keep up the good work. This has been another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time.